Welcome. You are listening to a sermon from Christ Chapel Barry. Listen and be blessed. In the name of Jesus, arise on my behalf, O Lord. Let favor prevail in my life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Let favor prevail in my life, O Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we are praying. We said this month is a month of divine favor. And if there's anything working against your favor, the Lord will address it today in Jesus' name. You say, Father, scatter every enemies of my divine favor in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Every enemies of my divine favor, scatter them, O Lord. Scatter them, O Lord. Every enemies of my divine favor. Lord, scatter them in the name of Jesus. Every enemies of my divine favor. Scatter them, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Every enemies of my divine favor. Scatter them. In Jesus' name we are praying. You know, when Jesus was going to be crucified, the Bible tells us that Pilate and Herod, they were enemies. But because of the trial of Jesus, they became what? There are some enemies that want to become friends because they want to fight against you. But they will not prevail. See, that's why that prayer point is very important. You don't know who. The fact that somebody smiles with you does not mean the person loves you. I hope you know that. The fact that you greet him in the office and say, oh, good morning, and you know those fake smiles. They would have, have you met him before? Mm, and you think they are smiling at you? No. The moment you turn your back, they go, I mean, and whatever they have planned to do, but they will not succeed. Amen. Because the favor of God will overshadow you. Amen. You will pray that prayer point again and say, Father, Father scatter every enemy of my divine favor in the name of Jesus. Scatter the enemies of my divine favor, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Every enemies of my divine favor, Father, scatter them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we are praying. Brethren, the Bible says Daniel was favored in the land of Babylon. Yes, and because of that, he had enemies. So the fact that you are being promoted does not mean you have no enemies. So your enemies are arising because of your promotion. And don't just assume that, like people will say, we are in, we are in Canada. <laughs> uh, the enemies in Canada are worse than those in God's own country. Because like, some, like the G.O. said, said, the enemies here, they put on suit. Is that not so? They will be smiling with you, but they will be undermining you. They knew that the only way they could walk against Daniel was through his God. And they went to the king. And before the king realized that all that they were doing was against one man. It was too late. It was left for only God to intervene. And God intervened. I pray for someone here today, God will intervene on your behalf. Amen. I say he will intervene on your behalf. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You say every gathering. Against my destiny. Father, scatter them today. In the name of Jesus. Every garden against my destiny. 
scatter them, scatter them. Miracatole Mahandaria. Every garden against my destiny. Scatter them, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Scatter them, scatter them. Recabo Sotolenda Itragabo. Father, scatter them in the name of Jesus. Zekadebo Sotolenda Itragabo. Lord, scatter them, scatter them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we are prayed. We know that passage very well. Isaiah chapter 8, verses 9 to 10. He says, Associate yourselves, all ye people, and you shall be broken in pieces. He said, Give air all your far countries. Guard yourselves, and you shall be broken in pieces. Guard yourselves, you shall be broken in pieces. Look at verse 10. He says, Take counsel together, it shall come to naught. He says, Speak the word, it shall not stand. For God is with us. How many people here have God with them? You are sure God is with you. The enemy will not overcome you in Jesus' name. You are going to say, every alliance against my divine favor. Father, break today in the name of Jesus. Every alliance against my divine favor. Break today. Break today. Break today. Every alliance against my divine favor. Father, break today. Every alliance against my divine favor. Lord, break today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we are praying. Do you remember Ahitophel? Ahitophel was a good counselor. And David knew it. Ahitophel gave the right counsel to Solomon. But Solomon did not obey. Because David prayed a prayer. He said, turn the good counsel of Ahitophel to foolishness. If Solomon had obeyed the counsel of Ahitophel, they would have captured David. And it would have been over. But because David prayed, God answered him. I pray for someone here today. God will not abandon you. Amen. God will answer you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You say, every evil counsel against my divine favor. Father, nullify today. In the name of Jesus. Every evil counsel against my divine favor. Nullify, O oh Lord. Nullify, O oh Lord. Nullify, O oh Lord. Every evil counsel. Against my divine favor, Father, nullify in the name of Jesus. Nullify, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Every evil counsel against my divine favor, nullify, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. Jeremiah 29, 11, we know it very well. It says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, say the Lord. Thoughts of peace are not of evil. To give you an expected end. You are going to say, Father, fulfill your good thoughts concerning my life in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. You are praying for yourself. Fulfill your good thoughts concerning my life, O oh Lord. Fulfill your good thoughts concerning my life, O oh Lord. In the name of Jesus. Fulfill your good thoughts concerning my life, O oh Lord. In the name of Jesus. Father, fulfill your good thoughts concerning my life in the name of Jesus. Fulfill your good thoughts 
Rekabo Sotole Endragaba Uskate. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. You say, Father, let me not miss my set time. Do we know the meaning of that, that prayer? There is a set time for every individual. When your set time comes, if you are not where you ought to be, that you may I mean, enjoy the benefits of that time, the times will pass that person by, not you. The time will not pass you by in Jesus' name. And brethren, do you know that many things in life work in cycles? The next cycle for that set time might be 10 years. And so for the next 10 years, that person will be just marking, just marking numbers. The years will be going. Just be saying, Happy New Year, Happy New Year. Year one, Happy New Year. Year two, Happy New Year. Year three, and nothing is happening. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. And that's how you have to say, Father, let me not miss my set time. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. You are praying for yourself. You are praying for yourself. Let me not miss my set time, O Lord. In the name of Jesus. I will not miss my set time. I will not miss my set time. Eh, reke anda I will not miss my set time, O Lord. In the name of Jesus. I will not miss my set time, O Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. You say, mercy of God. Locate me today. In the name of Jesus. Oh, mercy of God. Mercy of God. Locate me. I need mercy, Lord. I need mercy, Lord. Mercy of God, locate me today. Locate me today. In the name of Jesus. Mercy of God. Locate me, locate me, locate me. Locate me, O oh Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Brethren, I remember when I came to Canada, I had a number of colleagues that we came together. Interestingly enough, we all came from God's own country. We all met here. We were all accountants. In the group I'm talking about. And we all went and started doing what they call Araku Financials. Uh, it's a long time ago. But what am I talking about? I know where a few of us are today. I don't know where some are, but I know one or two are gone. They are dead. Uh, it's not because you know how to do In fact, one of, our, one, one of our friends that died, we were here together. I say friends, I don't really know him intimately. We were here together. He was doing very well. You know this time that they were privatizing all banks in, in Nigeria? How many of us remember that time? Those of us who are not too... Uh -huh. I know I bought 20,000 shares of Zenith then. I sold it long ago. <laughs> so that time they needed professionals. And some of these are people, I don't know what told them are from Nigeria, because they were bankers. So they left this place and went back home. That brother, he was coming from work. He was at the gate of his house in Abuja. He had pressed the bell just for them to come and open the gate for him. Those that were silenced were waiting for him. They killed him at the entrance to his house. He was here in Canada. He wasn't a refugee. He had the papers. He had everything. But he had that the, the, the grass was becoming greener at home. And he went. And that was the end of his story. Where am I going? There is something called mercy. 
They call it Arno in the original language. When mercy locates you, what some people do that they are struggling, when you touch it, it's like what they call Midas touch. You begin to progress. It's because you have found mercy. It's because the mercy of God has located you. It's because God has made up his mind that you will succeed. And there's someone here today that God has made up his mind that you will succeed. God has made up his mind that you will excel. God has made up his mind that his favor will set you apart. God has made up his mind that others may fall, but you will not fall. Others may fail, but you will not fail. You are going to pray that prayer again and say, Mercy of God, locate me today. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth and pray. Marema sita leke kerima uskata eprosoto le anda itragabo rapaso kalege kerima uskata imbrasi kakari manda itragabo mercy of God locate me today locate me today locate me today in the name of Jesus thank you heavenly Father in Jesus name we have prayed why don't you begin to give him thanks begin to give him thanks. Because his favor will avail for you. Because his mercy will move on your behalf. Because you will have a testimony. Because this month will not end without you having a new song. Yes, you will have a new song. You will sing a new song. God will smile upon you. So shall it be. In Jesus' name we are praying. Father, we thank you. We lift your name on high. Accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Lord, as you go into all, go with us. Speak unto us. Amen. That which you have perfected today remains perfected. Amen. Your name shall be glorified. Amen. For we have prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's have our seats. We are welcome to his presence. We are going to just be sharing the word very briefly. Very briefly. We started looking at divine favor um, uh, at the beginning of the month. And we looked at the book of Proverbs chapter 3. And we highlighted some things that will open the door for divine favor. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 3 says, Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. I remember there's something in law that they say, He that cometh, anybody wants to help me out? Mommy, what did you say? He that cometh, what's the first part? Yeah. Okay, my sister said, he that comments. Okay. Uh, somebody else? Yes, sir. Uh, you are you? Yes, now. <laughs> so the long and short of it is that if you are going to get what you desire, your hands will be clean, Abby. You cannot come with dirty hands and say, give me something that is clean. That's what that passage is telling us, or that statement is telling us. Now, that in verse 3 of the prophet, he said, Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of your heart. So mercy and truth must be part of the, your, the tools with which you... You must show mercy to others if you want God to show mercy unto you. That's what that is saying. You can't say, God, have mercy on me. And say, ah, uh, God is for us or you. Or you will rot in jail until you give me my money. You show mercy unto others, God will show mercy unto you. You will find mercy in Jesus' name. Amen. You will find mercy in Jesus' name. Amen. Verse 4 says, So shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God. And from that passage, we began to highlight the fact that you can find favor. 
And then we moved a step further and started looking at people that found favor. We talked of Abraham. We talked of Esther. Then on, on our mother's day, we talked of a special mother. Anybody remember the mother we talked about that day? Mary. Because Mary found favor. And that's how we're still talking about Mary today. She wasn't the only virgin. She wasn't the only daughter of David. She was, every condition she met, I'm very sure somebody else met it. But she found favor. I pray for you one more time, you will find favor. Amen. The favor of God will set you apart. Amen. The favor of God will lift you up. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And so we want to continue. We want to continue along that, uh, that, that trend. And like I said before we left that day, I said, look, we are going to be looking at what I call the benefits. The benefits of favor. In other words, if you find favor, what does it bring? What does it give? Why do we pray for favor? Why is favor that important? When you look at Numbers chapter 11 verse 15. Numbers 11 15. This was Moses talking. Numbers 11, 15. He said, If thou dealest us with me, kill me, I pray thee out of hand. If I have found favor in thy sight, let me not see my wretchedness. Let me not see what? If I have found favor with you, I don't want to see my failure. I don't want to see my own shortcomings. You will not fail in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, You will not fail in Jesus' name. Amen. And so the first thing that you need to talk about when you find favor, you will not see evil unhappiness or wretchedness. You will not see what? Evil, unhappiness or wretchedness. And that's very important. They may be, I mean, fighting some other people. When it's your turn, you will receive a smile. They may be telling everybody, no chance, no way, we have nothing for you, go away. But when they see you, say, I don't know what it is. I just like you. I don't know why, but I just feel like I should give you this job. I don't know. Your, your, your submission, your quotation, is that what we call it? Your quotation is maybe the highest. Or maybe it's not the best well written. But I just know that this job is yours. Have you heard that before? It's not because of bribery or anything. No. It, it's just, <coughs> excuse me. It's just that God is smiling upon you and saying, I have made up my mind. Yeah. This, my daughter, will not see evil. Yeah. I have made up my mind. The days of unhappiness are ended. Yeah. I have made up my mind. As God speaking, you know, that if there's anything called wretchedness, wretchedness is not your portion. Yeah. <coughs> so shall it be in Jesus' name. Yeah. Number two, when you find favor, you receive help in your assignment. And that means you don't have to do it alone. <clears throat> you receive what? Help in your assignment. In Numbers chapter 11, verse 11, this same Moses, he told the Lord, he said, why hast thou afflicted thy servant? Wherefore have I not found favor in thy sight, that thou layest the burden of all discipline upon me? In other words, Moses is saying, the only reason I'm the only one doing all this is because I have not what? I have not found favor. If I have found favor, where are my helpers? 
Tell somebody, where are my helpers? Your helpers will arise today in Jesus' name. Because the favor of God has located you, your helpers will arise in Jesus' name. Do you know one thing, brethren? And that's what we, where we have to be careful. Because at times, when your helpers show up, they don't look like your helpers. Do you remember the story of David, Ziklag, and the Amalekites? In, I believe it's uh, uh, Second Samuel chapter 30 or so, the Bible says, David went to fight with the Philistines. The Philistines said, no, you cannot go with us. Go back. No, it's first Samuel. Go back. David got back to Ziklag. The Amalekites had invaded Ziklag. They burned it down. They took the, the wives of David and all his associates, took everything they had, and went away rejoicing. But somewhere along the line, one of the servants of the Amalekites fell ill. And they looked at him and said, this one is useless to us. He will be a burden to us. So they, what did they do? They left him to die. But do you know that that man was the helper that David needed? So when David met him, they brought, I mean, when the servants of David met him, they brought him to David. And they were they needed direction. What did David do? He said, they fed him. They gave him food. They gave him water. He said, who are you? Why did you get here? He said, I'm the servant of the Amalekites. We invaded Ziklag. We took everybody captive. And because I fell ill, they left me here to die. I said, show us where they are. And we will leave you. We will let you go. And that's exactly what happened. The man they left to die. If David had seen him and said, ah, this one. Yeah, useless. You will just uh, slow down our journey. Maybe they've killed him. He may never have located where his wives and the wives of all his associates were. Is somebody listening to me? There was a helper of destiny that God has put on their path. But they needed to open their eyes to see the helper of destiny not as their enemy. When you find favor with God, he sends help unto you. But you must make sure that you open your eyes so that when God sends help unto you, you don't drive the help away. So that when God sends help unto you, you don't turn that help to be an enemy. David could have killed the Amalekites. And that would have been the end of the story. But he nourished him. He took care of him. He saw something in him. All that he wanted from that man was an information. He took care of him. He got the information. And the Bible says, David pursued. He overtook. And he did what? He did what? You will pursue. You will overtake. And you will recover all in Jesus' name. I want to tell someone here today, help is on the way. I say help is on the way. And that help is complete and total in Jesus' name. Amen. Number three, when you find favor, you receive comfort or you are comforted. In Ruth chapter 2, verse 13, Ruth chapter 2, verse 13, Ruth chapter 2, verse 13, the Bible says, Then she said, Let me find favor in thy sight, my Lord. 
For that thou hast comforted me, and spoken friendly unto your handmaid, though I be not like unto one of your handmaidens. We know the story of Ruth. She lost her husband. She lost her father-in-law. She had the option of saying, well, uh, Sister Naomi, from the day I met you, you've been problem and trouble unto me. Is that not what some of us will say? I mean, that's even another example of you chasing away your helper. If Ruth had said, Naomi, I think I've had enough of your problems, like many of us will say, say, this is my mother-in-law. She's the worst thing that has happened to my life. That your mother-in-law could be the one that will open the door of the glory that God has planned for you. Tell somebody be good. Now look for a, a sister beside you and say, be a good daughter-in-law. Somebody is not saying it. Because I know there's a sister here that is currently with other mother-in-law and father. Tell the sister, be a good daughter-in-law. Ruth could have said, I mean, I think uh, you brought enough sorrow into my life. But she said, Naomi, there's something I see in you. It may not be the way I want to see it, but I will follow you. Your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. Where you rest is where I will rest. And from that day onwards, God began to smile upon her. From that day onwards, the favor of God I mean, became a residence upon her life. When she got back to Bethlehem, it was Ruth one day that said, this one that I'm sitting at home, are doing nothing. Let me to go out and get something for us to eat. It wasn't Naomi that told her to go to the funeral. He said, let me go out. Let me find something. And you see, God began to order her footsteps. That's the important thing. She had sown, you know, like they say in God's own country. When you pour water ahead, what will happen? Have you heard that before? When you pour water ahead and you begin to walk, you are going to step on ground that is wet. That is what Ruth did. When she went to the field, God directed her footsteps to the farm of Boaz. And it just so happened. Boaz was not, I mean, wasn't on the field every day, but that day he came. Divine appointment. Divine setup. God will set you up for promotion. God will set you up for divine lifting. God will smile upon you. Learn to trust God. Don't try to be in control of every situation. You know, in this computer age, you want to program it and so everything will go pam, pam, pam. God does not necessarily operate that way. It's good to plan, but give some room for God to dislocate your, your, your plan and take you to a greater height. Amen. Lord will take you to a greater height in Jesus' name. Amen. And so she found herself on the farm of Boaz. And her good deeds had gone ahead of her. And Boaz said, I've heard about you. You're a good girl. We know of all the things that you have done. And he began to make room for her, made provision for her, provided for her enlargement, and the rest is history. The Lord will locate you for favor. Amen. The Lord will locate you for grace. Amen. The Lord will locate you for mercy. Paradventure, you've suffered a loss. It's time for you to cheer up. Can you tell somebody, cheer up? Because it's your season to smile has come. 
your season of rejoicing has come. Every step of the way, the Lord will lead you. And when he has completed it, when he has fulfilled it, we will share your testimony. I said we will share your testimony. I'm reminded of one story that the general overseer told. He said the day that he went to the registry to get married to our mommy Gio, that that day they got to the registry and they met a young lady doing what? Crying. Why was she crying? Because the man she was going to get married to, he didn't tell her he would not show up. She would not have bothered to go to the registry. He said he was coming. And when it was time to, to, to tie the knot, whatever they call it, the man was nowhere to be found. The lady was left stranded at the registry. And so she was crying. That was how they met. Everybody went on his own way. The young man that eloped joined the military. The lady went, continued her own life. And one day, she married a soldier. You know the rest of the story. The soldier she married, in those days when military coups were still allowed in Nigeria, the soldier she married became a governor. And the aide de camp of that governor was the man that jilted her. The man that left her at the altar became the man that will now be opening the door for her to enter into the car. The man that ran away, that led her crying on that day, was the man that she will now say, ah, uh, what's his name? <laughs> say, young man, I need to send a message to my husband. Please tell him so, so, and so. The man, the governor will just say, ah, come, uh, uh, young man. I need to send you to my wife. The woman who will have been his wife. The favor of God will locate you. Yeah. You might have been crying before now. I have a message for you. The Bible says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Your season of joy has come. Your season of celebration has come. Amen. Because the favor of God is, is, is locating you today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Number four, favor will enable you to stand before kings. Before who? Amen. Before kings. See, brethren, even though in this present dispensation, we talk of democracy, but brethren, the, the king of England, or whatever, I was going to say queen of England, the king of England still exercise some authority. Is that also? Yes. The white man will greet you, they will shake hands with you, they look at you in the face. But when they want to greet their king, do they shake hands with him? They'll say it is our own culture. We are, we are what do you call it? We are cut size. And what do you, how do you call that? Thing? We prostrate, you kneel down. It's our culture. They may even tell you it is archaic. Watch them greet the queen of England when she was alive. What do they do? Ah, it's just that we do, we do it better. Is that not so? Ah, the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Favor will enable you to stand before kings. 1 Samuel 16.22 This was Saul talking. Saul sent to Jesse saying, Let David, I pray, thee stand before me. For he had what? He had found favor in my sight. 1 Samuel 16.22 because David found favor in the sight of Saul, he was still a shepherd boy, but that favor opened the door to him. No wonder in Proverbs 22, 29, 
Proverbs 22, 29, the Bible says, Seest thou a man diligent in his business? He shall stand before who? Kings. He shall not stand before mean men. Some men are mean. They are not for you. You will stand before kings. Amen. You know what, what the difference is? Kings decree. Kings make pronouncements and it is done. Kings make pronouncements and it comes to pass. You will stand before kings in the name of Jesus. Amen. Number five. Favor gives you the freedom to do what may not be permitted for others. Favor gives you what? The freedom to do what may not be permitted for others. Others cannot, if others do it, they will fail. If others do it, it will burn their fingers. But because of the favor of God upon your life, there is an avenue, there is an opening. Amen? First Samuel 2029. First Samuel 2029. Talking about David. Jonathan talking to his father. He said, He said, Let me go, I pray thee. For our family had a sacrifice in the city. And my brother, he had commanded me to be there. And now if I found favor in your eyes, let me get away, I pray thee, and see my brethren. Therefore he cometh not unto the king's table. In other words, David found favor before Jonathan. And that enabled him to do many things that others would not have been allowed to do. When you go to Psalm 89, Psalm 89 verses 30 to 34, you see where God was talking to David at the end of his life. And you see that David found favor where Saul did not find favor. Psalm 89 verse 30. He said, if his children forsake my law, God was talking to David about Solomon. He said, if his children forsake my law and walk not in my judgment, if they break my status and keep not my commandment, he said, I will visit their transgression with the Lord and their iniquity with stripes. Say, nevertheless, my loving kindness will, not, will I not utterly take from him, nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. My covenant will I not break, nor utter the things that is gone out of my lips. When you read that passage further, the Bible, God clearly said, he said, I will not deal with him the way I dealt with the person that was before him. So the favor that David enjoyed, Saul did not enjoy it. No wonder the Bible says, I mean, our God is in the heavens. And what happens? He doeth whatsoever pleases him. He's in the heavens. And that's why I love that prayer. I say, Father, let it please you to bless me. The prayer today is it will please God to favor you. Amen. It will please God to shine his light of favor upon your life. Amen. And you have a glorious testimony in Jesus' name. The last one I'm going to talk about is favor opens the door to responsibilities. Favor does what? Now, the thing about responsibility is if you are given responsibility, you must perform. True or false? You must perform. So, favor will enable you to be given a key. Say, so, oh, bro, this is the vineyard. Take care of it. But you cannot take the key to the vineyard and go and sleep. It's like the, 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 the parable of the talents. Is that not so? Somebody got ten. Somebody got five. Somebody got three. Somebody got one. 
of all people is the one that got one that who has been, who should have been the most active. He's the one that went and hid it and went to sleep. Favor opens the door to responsibilities. And that means when responsibilities are committed to your hands, you must be up and doing. The Bible tells us that when Joseph got to the prison, what happened to him? He found favor before the head of the prisoners. And so he became the head of every prisoner. And the, man, the warden did not look at, are they taking care of or not? Because he knew Joseph would do a good job. Joseph did not know that it was a rehearsal for the responsibilities that lay ahead. Because he did a good job of that responsibility. God found it easy to do what? To elevate him and make him the prime minister of Egypt. Are you faithful a little? Please ask your neighbor, are you faithful a little? Because if you are not faithful a little, then much more cannot be committed to your hands. But if you are faithful a little, the sky is not your limit. The sky is the beginning. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord, they do what? They go to and fro. He's looking for one man. How many? One man. One woman. One person. How many are we here now? Probably over a hundred. Will he find one man that is faithful? So you are not even sure. Will he find one man that is faithful? Will he find one woman that is faithful? God will find you faithful in Jesus' name. Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 5. Nehemiah 2 verse 5. Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 5. And I said unto the king, If it pleases the king, if thy servant have found favor in thy sight, that thou wilt send me unto Judah, unto the city of my father's sepulchre, that I may build it. This was Nehemiah. The only means by which he will be sent back. The Bible says he was a cup bearer to the king. He will only be sent back to rebuild the wall of Jerusalem if he, I mean, if he found favor before the king. So that we can put it in perspective. Nehemiah was not happy before the king. In under normal circumstances, you are the cup bearer to the king. You are not happy before the king. It's an open door to suicide. Yeah. Because it could mean that you have done something to the king. You know, you, are, you have an, an access to him. But Nehemiah found favor. And it became an open door unto responsibilities for Nehemiah. See, the Bible says, I have set before you an open door, which no man can shut. Amen. I see an open door before someone here today. Amen. An open door to glory. Amen. An open door to promotion. Amen. An open door to greatness. An open door to divine lifting. An open door of favor. An open door that will set you apart. It's a door that God has opened. It's a a door that God will enable. It's a door that will lead you to responsibilities. And I pray for you, you will not fall. You will not fail. You see, when favor opens the door of responsibilities for you, you may not be prepared for it. Like maybe educationally speaking. Maybe as a round of, let me, there's a story I've shared with us here before. I mean, some of us may not have heard it. I know the brother that this uh, has to do with. He's been in that country for more than 10 years or even 15 years. He went for an interview. 
an IT department. And he began to ask questions. And it just so happens that the people that were asking him questions were doing what? Were giving him the answers. They were the ones interviewing him. They would ask him the question and they would give him the answer to. Like I'm saying, I know the person whose testimony I'm sharing. So I didn't read it, I didn't read it in a book or see it on Facebook. And that was it. By the time the interview was over, they gave him the job. But you know the important part of it, it's not just that he got the job, because you can get the job and they fire you after one week. He said he got to the department and he was now a manager over quite a number of IT people. And the least knowledgeable of what they were expected to do was who? Was him. So when they have projects, he calls a meeting. So this is the project ahead of us. And this is what he told us. So what do we do? How do we do it? And then they start talking. Say, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Somebody else will talk. Mm, I like that. So, every information he needed to govern that department was supplied by who? By his workers. By the people he was managing. To the best of my knowledge, that brother is still in that uh, company today. And what I'm telling you now is over 10 years ago. God's favor will locate you. God's favor will open the door of responsibilities unto you. See, if the Lord leads you there, forget about, oh, I, 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 I don't have MBA. Uh, I don't have, uh, what's the other one? I don't have CPA. In those days, it used to be CGA. I don't, no, no, no. If the Lord leads you there, everything you need to do it, he will provide for you. And I know there's someone in our midst today, you are afraid. You are afraid. The Lord says, I should tell you, fear not. Everything you need for that assignment, they are provided. You just need to step in as a child of God. Step in and let God help you. There is no difficult situation, brethren, that prayer cannot resolve. Even in the office. Do you realize that? Even in the office. Even when your computer is not working. Yes. If it's that critical, talk to God. I remember one of our sisters the day she had written the, um, a particular exam a number of times and failed. The day she saw the question paper and she knew every answer was the day her computer malfunctioned. It has a case that needs divine intervention. <laughs> so that day again, she saw the questions. I know this, I know this, I cannot fail this, but computer packed up. And that was it. And that exam when you are writing it, there's an, somebody that's looking at it. You write it on your computer. But there's someone that's looking at it. Once there's a hitch, that's it. The exam is over. It has to be another time. Thank God, <laughs> subsequently she passed it. What am I saying? Your excellent computer can pack up and your faulty computer can work. All you need is the favor of God. Let's bow down our heads. Let's bow down our heads. God will smile on you. Maybe you are in our midst today. If the favor of God will work for you, you must be a child of God. There has to be a relationship. If you assess yourself with God today, and you see that you are deficient in that relationship department, you need to talk to him this morning or this afternoon. Are you here? You are not born again? Are you here? You want to give your life to Christ? You want to raise up your hands where you are? And we're going to pray together. Maybe you are watching online. 
Favor is available unto you. But that relationship is very important. It's the relationship that will open the door and take you to where God has provided. Talk to him this morning. Talk to him this morning. Tell him that, Lord, beginning from today, I want to start a new phase of favor, a new journey of favor in your presence. If you are here, if you are online, you've not given your life to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I come before you. I give my life unto you. Come into my life. Come in today. Come in to stay. Write my name in the book of life. Smile upon me. Begin to fight my battles for me. Let your favor overshadow me. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for listening to our sermon here on Christ Chapel TV. Tune in next time for the next sermon. God bless you.